Hi, and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we're dedicated to waste reduction efforts, big and small. I'm Biz. And I'm Kara. And today we're going to talk about setting boundaries and expectations. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting topic. I think it's going to be a, a good conversation. I think this is really important. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes I feel like I'm the only one who is a zero waste person, especially like among my friends and family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely can relate to that. Um, <laughs> and I think it's challenging, you know, like you kind of feel like you're a lone wolf and don't know how to approach the topic with friends and family or if you should and all those questions, you know? You're almost like this freak of nature. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're not. We're not. But sometimes it can feel that way. Definitely. Definitely. So I guess maybe to start off, I I guess when, when you started changing this lifestyle, how did you approach the topic with friends and family? Do you have a bit of a story in terms of that perspective from your side? I feel like I... It was reactionary. Is that a word? (laughs) Is reactive uh, more than proactive, which I would recommend being more proactive. I find that it now, as I've been doing this for well over a decade, that I'm Mm -hmm. better equipped to proactively tell people and set those expectations. For example, when people come over and they're like, oh, I spilled. Can you grab me some paper towel? And I'm like, we don't have paper towel in this house. And they're like, huh? <laughs> right? Uh, so reactionary. I I still don't know if that's a word. Anyway, so they're like, what? And I would be like, yeah, well, we use, you know, cloths and rags and just wash them. And then they're like, oh. Yeah. And do you find that, do you find that people have a positive reaction or like what kind of reactions that do they have when you say like, oh, we don't have beer towels or something like that? Do you find it's usually a positive one or like? Uh, I don't know if I would say it's positive or negative. I mm. I almost think like I'm surprised by their reaction because in my world, that's so normal. Yeah. And then they are like, well, what do I do? <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> you, you use a cloth or a rag and they're like, oh, Okay, well, can I have one of those? It's just there's always like this pause of confusion because it's just different than their own norm, right? Or trying to figure out, okay, well, if I don't have this, then what's the solution? I guess that's the reaction yeah. maybe that you're getting from people is like, oh, you know, then what do you do? Yeah. That's good. And do you find that people want to like adopt some of the tricks in, that you've you've incorporated in your house when they come over and they see that you've done these or not so much? I would say that I become that person that they come to for questions because they have come to the realization that I live that way. And so if they want to head that direction, I've had people come to me because they have something specific that they're asking about. And maybe it wasn't that exact same thing, but it has mm. sort of set that that expectation about the way I live my life that I can be someone to go to for questions like that. So, for example, I had a cousin who asked me about what I do for menstruation Mm -hmm. and toilet paper. So, 
there was a conversation started. And of course, like yeah. that particular topic hadn't come up with us. But because of these other things that I maybe have thrown them off with, <laughs> they knew that like <laughs> if they wanted a different solution for that, they could come to me and ask me those questions. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's part of the like the best part of this, right? Is like once people kind of pegged you as this like person who has a different way of doing things, then yeah, you're right. Like you kind of become their de facto like friend who can give give them advice or or like chat chat about that topic, right? Because it's it's hard to find those people. How did you did you have someone that was kind of that person to you when you started? You know, I or did didn't. You kind of have to figure it out. No, I remember always being like this. Like, even as a kid, waste, specifically waste, never made sense to me. I didn't understand letting anything go to waste. And so I just always Mm -hmm. found ways to try to work around it. 15 years ago, it was really difficult. (laughs) It's easier now. Yeah, it's much more, I guess, more popular and on trend than it was when you must have started this. Yeah. So, like, I remember... When there's, a, there's been much more progression. I remember when I first started bringing my own container to restaurants for leftovers. And mm-hmm. like I would get really weird looks from the waitresses if they noticed or if my friends, like if I was out with somebody and I brought this, they're like, what are you doing? That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and- I did that the other day as well. <laughs> and my friend, it was so funny because I like pulled it out of my bag because I just in my bag and you can't tell until like the end of the meal and then right. I like, reveal that I have this container in my bag right yeah and my friend was like she didn't finish her meal and, and she felt like so guilty I think she like she saw that I had brought mine and she didn't have a container or anything and she was like looking at the witch just like do you have like some sort of like usable container or like something she was trying to find a solution on the spot but it was kind of a weird I don't know I felt a bit funny about it because I, I could tell she was kind of embarrassed or felt bad but it's like it's not you know, you and I might bring containers, but not everybody will. No, right? but she might next time, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, hopefully. <laughs> and, and now all my friends just think it's normal. And, well, like, normal for me. I, I still don't think any of them bring any. But, like, when I pull mine out, they're like, oh, you and your container. <laughs> like, they expect it now. I do find that, like, the waiters and waitresses, whereas 15 years ago, they were like, oh, you brought your own container? Are we allowed to let you do that? To now, that's like, oh, that's such a great idea, (laughs) right? Like, it's just, there is a clear difference between the reaction of people as as it's seen more normal now to do something like that. Yeah, for sure. And that's great. That's super encouraging to see. Yeah, I feel like it's happening very slowly, but it is happening. Yeah. (laughs) That shift. (laughs) Are there situations with like um, one of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about like, you know, dynamics with different people and how to approach this topic was like differences between like, let's say like your family and your friends or your work colleagues. Have you found some people to be more, I guess, more encouraging or more like willing to participate than others? I would say that friends would probably be the most on board, partly because you choose who you spend your time with. Right. So you tend to associate with people of a mm-hmm. similar mindset. I like my family. No, no, I actually was raised with pagan values. So nature and that sort of thing was was very built into. So my mom never really seemed to think it was weird, although I think that her reasoning for natural products was very different than mine. But she never thought of it as mm-hmm. like 
it was never uh, an argument, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas I would say, yeah, I would say my family's been like good about it. I've never had any, and my sister is totally on board. But again, I think that's just kind of part of our upbringing. Whereas mm -hmm. I can see in some families, like you don't choose your family. You're just around those people who are <laughs> related to you. <laughs> so people can be very, very different. But my coworkers, I think the hardest is the coworkers because I don't have a lot of say over how the business is run, right? And at work, everyone just wants everything to be as easy as possible. Yeah, yeah. Have you been able to kind of implement some little things in the office or not really? Because there's oh, no yes. buy-in at that yeah, point. No, yeah, no. Uh, the biggest thing is that my boss takes the cardboard into recycling, but nothing else. So I was uh -huh. like, if I implement a system so that people can gather their paper and gather their bottles and containers and anything that could go to recycling into a location so that you just have to grab it as well as the cardboard when you go there, will you take it? <laughs> and he said, yeah, if you do the work setting it up, then I will carry out that system. So now mm. we have six bins in the staff room for bottles, cans, paper, electronics, and other things to go to the eco station. Mm-hmm. And something else. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I haven't managed to implement compost, but I'm trying to figure out how to make that to work that in there. And my boss has yeah. said that if if I can make a system that looks okay, like doesn't look ugly, <laughs> like I can't just <laughs> I just can't I can't just use like an ice cream bucket. Like he's like, I want it to look nice. I don't want it to look trashy. And I was like, okay, mm. okay. It's like, as long as it looks nice, it doesn't smell, and I don't have to do anything extra, like, absolutely, you can incorporate some sort of compost system at work. But again, it's like, all on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least they're they're not shutting the door and mm -hmm. saying, no, you can't do this, right? Like, I guess that's a step in the right direction. And maybe one day, one yeah. day they'll be, like, super stoked that they're doing this stuff and, like, want to do more, right? Yeah, or the hope. at some point it's going to be required and they'll already be doing it. And they won't have yeah. to have this big sudden change where it's really stressful. Mm -hmm. I found for me, I guess when we're talking about like different groups of people and who might be easier or harder to get on board. I think you're right. I think friends tend to be kind of the ones to jump more on board. I've had some, like sometimes I, I find it hard when I, uh, like I was thinking about like examples of like with family, like that one, that one was a bit trickier for me because I didn't, I wasn't raised at all in this kind of you know, trying to be more sustainable lifestyle because it just wasn't like, I don't think my family knew about it um, or like wasn't aware. I, I think there was just like some missing link there or something. Um, so that one's a bit tricky for me. So for instance, we were talking about last week of, um, you know, how I used reusable diapers with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And one day when I had my parents over when she was young, like they, they brought a, a big case like full of disposable ones. And I was like, what is this? Like They brought me a box of them. And I was like, you know, we, we use use the reusable ones and I had to like convince them I was like you know what I don't I don't need these like you should just return them to the store like but they were like so distraught that I was using these reusables and it must have been so much work and like all this stuff so I thought that was a funny example um and in that situation I was able to like like no, no this is the way I want to do it and like you know convince them that it was okay to use these and 
it was just kind of a funny situation of like a clash of this is what I'm trying to do. And like, it's funny to see those different values come out because obviously they want to help you with convenience because mm-hmm. there's a lot of work involved. And so for them, obviously that is higher on their list than your values of sustainability, which of like that clash of values there is, is where yeah. that lies. Right. It's, like they're That's trying one to balance. They're trying to help, right? They think they're being helpful, but they're mostly just stressing you out. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, oh no. And I've told this story yeah. many times, but like I do have one friend who is like she is a gift giver. And I literally had to sit her down and just be like, "Okay, you need to stop buying me things." Like, I understand mm-hmm. that that is your way of showing affection and and that you want to buy me things, but if you really feel that need, can you at least direct that into something, maybe a consumable or take me out for lunch or right, like something that I will use and isn't just another thing that's going to collect in my house? Yeah. And the first conversation didn't really get through. Actually, she listens to this podcast. And she, <laughs> the first time I talked <laughs> about this afterwards, she's like, I didn't realize that, like, I was stressing you out. I'm like, yeah. Mm. (laughs) She's like, I'm sorry. I get it now. Like, okay. And so then she's been awesome, right? Like, she's just like, I want to buy you a thing, but is it okay? Or um, can I take you out for lunch instead? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I appreciate these things that she's she's doing. And I understand Mm -hmm. and appreciate the sentiment. But I just had to get through to her that what she was getting me was stressing me out yeah yeah and that totally goes for christmas and birthdays and stuff if you can set that expectation Mm -hmm. ahead of time you can alleviate a lot of stress on yourself and hopefully others yeah have you found resistance to that or not really with different you know like whether it's a an office like secret santa or you know, friends and family who, who give, give, like, do you, have you found some people are like, oh man, either like, I find that some people might be like, oh, she's being cheap or she doesn't want to participate, like, you know, negative associations, which some people might have, even though it's just, you know, I don't want to do this. So with secret, need for things and things like that, have you? With Secret Santa, rather than making a point of me buying like a thrifted gift or not wanting to contribute something and, and like you said, seemingly, seeming cheap. I would, I would mm-hmm. probably, I would put forward my, like, put your name in the hat, for example, right? So I would put my name in, mm-hmm. but underneath say, please get me something thrifted or consumable, right? And set that expectation for mm-hmm. my gift, right? Yeah. So that way, it's not making me seem like I'm trying to get out of something, but that the mm-hmm. other person is, like, that I'm happy to receive something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. This year, uh, I actually opted not to do the family uh, my, with my in-laws. We we usually pick a person and then do that. But I, I just, even then, like, sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't know if you're actually using the thing that you wanted me to, you know, you put on your list that I, that I got for you or what have you. Or So this year, I opted not to. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes at Christmas time. But instead, I decided to, you know, focus on giving gifts that were experiences to people and I think that'll be uh, that'll be good, and it's you know who I want to give a gift to instead of just randomly picking a name, and that's that's my approach this year, and we'll see. And then with my family, we actually are not going to do a gift exchange this year just because no one feels like they need anything, and, and we're going to go 
and try it out and just, you know, celebrate Christmas together and eat some good food and that'll be our Christmas and just we don't need to have some more stuff, you know? Yeah. But uh, it took a long time before we got to that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do think that there is a shift happening in that direction for sure, that people are starting to realize that that they're just collecting stuff they don't want and and it actually – more people are talking about it. So more people are realizing that they're not alone and that they don't want to do the gift thing. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like this year I bought for my niece and nephew and just the little ones. Like I have 50 nieces and nephews, but just like the three-year-old and the baby got something. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Christmas is for the kids. They don't, Yeah, they don't get it. Like it's exciting. And I made sure, like I talked to, my sister, the mom, what is it that you want? What is it that they want? I didn't just guess, throw something else into her house that she didn't want there. Yeah. And I think that's nice. Like with Mm -hmm. kids, at least you can get that insider opinion from the parents with adults. Oh, for sure. You, it's harder to do, I think, but with kids, it's easy to, to get that insight and make sure that what you're giving is actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find the funny thing about, you know, if you do these, sometimes with these like gift exchanges with family members, there'll be like lists of like, this is kind of what the person wants on their list. And like, you can add them. And to me, it's just kind of sleek. It's like, you're just picking something off the list if you're going to go down that path and kind of ruins the whole fun of it, right? At least if you're you're doing it for a kid, they like won't know about it. It's a bit more thrilling that way. And like, mm-hmm. so I, I agree. I think focusing on the kids is much more enjoyable. Yeah. Instead of just giving everybody a gift who already, you know, can get their own stuff if they need it. And exactly. And they don't want it or need it, you know. So what me and my husband do is every year we just kind of go, okay, it's Christmas time. What do we want to splurge on ourselves? And we discuss mm-hmm. it. We don't have to get something for each other, but it's kind of like this extra little bonus that we can do together for this time of year that maybe we wouldn't necessarily spend that kind of money on normally. Mm-hmm. But it's discussed and it's something that we we actually want. So we're not just like going out and spending hundreds of dollars on each other for stuff. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. because it's that time of year. <laughs> just because you have to. <laughs> no, we, we definitely, yeah, like I said, I bought two presents this year. That is it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you, uh, when you started this process, this is an interesting one. Like, how did you approach the topic with your partner? Was that a hard sell or not really? Well, I mean, he, he kind of came into the relationship knowing that I'm very environmentally focused. And he's also very minimalistic, although for different reasons. <laughs> like we we don't live in a very big place. We don't have a lot of knick. We don't have hardly any knickknacks. Mm-hmm. I have one shelf that has a few little things on it that I'm like, do I need these things? There's like five items that are like (laughs) non-functional items in my house. And I'm like, I don't know. I really need these. But like lots of people have just like decorative stuff all over their house. We like, we have no pictures. Yeah. We don't have vases. We don't have figurines. We don't have like my most decorative thing in the house is plants. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like I had to convince him that we need to tone down Christmas. Because he was like, yes, let's mm-hmm. do that, please. So again, I think it, that part is sort of surrounding yourself with people of like mind. But like I said, I have had had the conversation with other friends. I did last year request for Christmas, anyone who wanted to buy me a gift, I just said, get me bar soap. 
<laughs> yeah. Because so I mean, you'll use that. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it's something I will use. I'll get fancier bar soap because I'm not going to spend $10 on a bar of soap. But $10 mm-hmm. for a bar of soap is a cheap Christmas gift. So on their end, it's actually really good, right? Like I'm not asking for anything expensive, but they're going to want to get nice soap because it's a gift. So then I feel like it's consumable. They don't have to spend a lot of money. I will actually use it. I'll get nicer stuff than I would otherwise. And more than likely, I'm supporting someone local who makes it. Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. So the soap, that's that's fantastic. Maybe I should ask for soap for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it worked out great. And I I ran out of soap around June, I think. So like I could have used more. (laughs) From last Christmas? From last Christmas, yeah. (laughs) The soap that you (laughs) used. So between all the people who bought me soap, it lasted a little while. It was nice to have all this fancy soap. Yeah, that's great. I think for me, what I'm, I'm so funny because then, you know, when I um, met my partner, we weren't, I don't like, I wasn't doing a lot of this environmental stuff and focusing on reducing as much as I am now. So it's funny because we're kind of like learning to adopt some of this stuff a bit together. And sometimes, like, some things are easier than others. And I think that's the, um, it's not kind of like, it seems a bit different than your relationship. So I think. Sometimes it's easier and you're both on the same page and you start from the same place. But sometimes there's a bit of, you know, having to convince the other person, like, maybe we should do this. And this is why it's important to me. And trying to find, you know, a balance that both of you can be comfortable with. I think that's another um, another way to go about it if you're, if you, you know, you come into it a bit later and you're already in that relationship or something like that. Yeah. So that's something that I'm still trying to navigate on certain things. And it's a, it's a bit tricky. I would say he's been very accommodating. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. that I've implemented, like compost was something that wasn't a thing in our household when we first got together. But then it was something that I mm-hmm. brought in and he was just like, okay, what do I need to do? <laughs> so it's like, he is, he is very accommodating. I would say that there hasn't been a lot of convincing, but then I also really try not to like, like wag my finger at him. Like he likes chips. And if he wants to buy himself chips, well, that's his choice. It's not my choice. If he's going to eat the chips, that's his decision. I tend to, I will buy locally made chips or make popcorn. And that's sort of like my chip alternative. But then he's just like, no, I want some Miss Vicky's or something. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Whatever ones he gets. And I'm just like, you know, those are his choices. And I try not to make his choices for him but he is very accommodating for systems such as like compost or uh, going to the farmer's market rather than just getting everything at the grocery store because it's all in one place etc no that's good and i think that point of like you know you can't really force it onto people it has to be coming from them i think that's important no matter who it is whether it's like family members or your partner or friends or what have you like you know you do you and then people want to jump on board then that's great and if not then i don't know to what extent uh it's useful to to push it on people i think that's kind of yeah that's their decision and they won't they won't be able to adopt it i think normalizing it is better than telling people what they're doing is wrong oh for sure yeah for sure one thing that i would say that i have had to really set expectations for people is that i tend to ride my bike everywhere and so i'll be like oh Mm. you know what I don't, I'm, I'm not into doing that right now because I would have to, like, the weather's not very good for riding my bike right now. 
maybe next time when it's not minus 30 and, and they're like, oh, well, I could pick you up. And I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. Like, I do have a car, but I choose not to drive if I don't really need to. Yeah. Right? That's particularly hard in a place like Edmonton where it's so cold. <laughs> yeah. A good part of the year. Right now, yeah. I'm kind of... I'm feeling a little mildly stuck because I haven't changed my studded tires over yet. <laughs> I've just been very busy and I'm just like, I really need to do that so that I can, because I'm pretty sure Monday I have an appointment that's on the other side of the river and I'm going to need my bike. But mm. I got to change my tires over so I have studded tires. <laughs> that's a good way to make sure you don't use the vehicle too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like my boss doesn't expect Can't me to... <laughs> go on big trips out of town because we don't have two vehicles. I have to set that expectation that I can't do extra trips out places because we are a one car household and we plan to keep it that way. Yeah. I would say that's something that has that that people just don't get like if they pick me up, it's it's twice as much driving. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm like, no, that's no, no. So true. No, no, no. It's good. Like, we'll just do it another time or whatever, whatever works out to be, right? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, my partner, that's another thing that um, we kind of both kind of agree is that we only have one vehicle as well. And, uh, you know, we, we try to plan our trip strategically and we don't also intend to get another one unless you really, really need to. But I don't, you know, you can kind of do everything if you just make sure that you coordinate when you need a vehicle or things like that. So, yeah, um, you're right. Like, that's a that's a good um and as long as you can both be on the same page about it, then that's a that's a good one to reduce uh, emissions. As well. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I've actually had to convince people is gifts. Other than that, it's just doing what I do and them getting used to the fact that I do things differently. Mm-hmm. But I suppose gifts is really one of the only things. Yeah, that's a, that's true. I think that's yeah. a big one. And have you ever had like really negative reactions to to stuff, or have people mostly been okay with it? Because I know some. I've heard some stories of people being like. A girl I was speaking to this week, she was like, you know, I drive a, a hybrid vehicle or like an electric vehicle. She was telling me about this. And someone was, one of her friends, she was telling me that she was walking with her at the dog park. And she's like, oh, she was kind of making fun of the fact that she was driving this electric vehicle on her and her fancy car. And it was kind of like, what about it? Even though she was trying to make, you know, more a bit of a greener choice. And she wasn't sure how to, like, you know, avoid this conversation because I guess this woman brings this up all this time about kind of mocking her a little bit. So I was wondering if you've had any kind of negative or, like, weird reactions to some of the choices that you make. You know, I would say that I have. I don't really take offense to it. I have this, like, theory or I have come to the conclusion that if you are offended by something, it's because it's true negative and there's something you could do about it and so in this case like does she drive an electric car yes so it's true is there something she can do about it well yeah she could get another car but is it negative well does she see it as negative she doesn't so why does it bother her that someone else but yeah totally Mm -hmm. i i would definitely say that yes people would they will make fun of me for for example when i rode my bike to work in the snow last week (laughs) and everyone's like you're crazy what are you doing (laughs) and I'm just like what like it's doable I did it right like sure it was not as fast as Mm -hmm. when it when it's summertime but it's still faster than walking right like so yeah I do get that but I personally just like 
is this something that I find to be true and negative and something that I can control? Well, no. So then I'm not offended by your remarks. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to you. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think, uh, yeah. you know, you just have to be con like trying to be confident in what you're doing, I guess, and instead of being distracted by the negativity. Yeah, exactly. Have. Like if you have come to the conclusion that what you're doing is the best choice, then, you know, live your life and don't worry about what other people say about it, I guess, as long as you actually mm -hmm. feel confident and proud of your choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any specific examples of you having to set boundaries and expectations with people? I think the primary one, yeah, that I like, I, I think family ones sometimes just because we're not on the same page. So that one's a bit tricky sometimes or just like reminding them, you know, like, you don't need to get a bunch of stuff for my baby because we're doing this a bit differently, you know, and like things like that are, are ongoing conversations. But I think slowly, like people pick up on it. And it, I think in time, for instance, that one will get better. Like I mentioned last week, we do a lot of like secondhand clothes and things like that. And so sometimes, you know, when like your grandma brings over a cute outfit, it's a bit like, oh, it's nice because they want to do something nice. But at the same time, in your head, you're just like, but she's only going to wear it for a week or two, you know? Yeah. So that that's a bit, that's a bit hard to, to swallow for me anyways. So I think that that one's, that one's a bit tricky. Do you think that going through the motions with this baby, that if you have another one, that it will be less of a struggle trying to get that across? Oh, definitely. I think so. Yeah. And I think they're like picking up on it. Like even, you know, I've, I've told them like, oh, like, please don't get her anything for Christmas. Like, she's so little and like, you know, we don't need more stuff. And like, we're trying to get things secondhand if we do things. So like they get that. And like, it's so funny because during the summer, even before when I was pregnant with the baby, my mom would sometimes go on a walk and she would find like a toy on the side of the road and, and it would be perfectly fine and so she knows that like I would rather she pick up that toy than she goes to the store and buys something else and create more <laughs> demand for it you know nice so and she gets excited by it so it's kind of fun she's like oh I found this you know perfectly fine toy and like you know the family just got rid of it because their kids must have been old enough and then it can be reused and then we'll pass it on to someone else so that like she knows that makes me feel better yeah than, like her going to Toys R Us or what have you and yeah like so i think that's great that like that stuff's getting picked up on i like that yeah and i think the perception is like oh kara's kind of being funny because she wants to get her daughter like secondhand clothes like wouldn't she just want the best and like the newest thing and like you know and i think that that's a bit like i have to remind myself like no this is actually what i think is the best for her because it'll help you know her planet in the future after i'm gone you know and like that's the things I have to remind myself if I feel like maybe I'm being perceived as like cheap or like uncaring or something like that. Yeah, that's something that I don't get. One of my close friends who's a coworker of mine, like she gets a to-go cup every morning, possibly two, I don't know, but at least one every morning. Yeah. And I'm like, it's your children who are going to suffer. <laughs> like, I'm like, why doesn't it occur to you that you are making more garbage for your kids to deal with later? But it doesn't. It just doesn't occur to people. Mm -hmm. And you can't just no, shit all no. over them. Yeah. So the other point that I just wanted to maybe quickly raise is sometimes it's, uh, it's good when it doesn't come from you and it comes from other people. Like if you wanted to get a certain point across, it's like relying on other experts, um, if that makes sense. So one example I had was in my office right before the pandemic hit. I actually got uh, a speaker to come in and talk to us about zero waste and like ways to, you know, um, curb your lifestyle and things like that. And it was, we have these like 
they're called lunch and learns. So like sometimes we have like, we can present a certain topic during lunchtime or like have people come in and, and talk about different things and they're unrelated to work. It's just for fun. And you bring your lunch in the lunchroom and then like someone gives a cool presentation. So I had done this with, there's like an environmentalist in residence at the local library. So we just did that. And then people were so excited and like wanted to like change things around the office and things like that. But like, I thought it was good to get someone else to kind of speak to the topic as opposed to like me having to do it or something like that. Cause it can build more credibility. Right. That was the other point that I thought was kind of a fun one is like, you know, sometimes if like you can't get people to buy into uh, what you're doing or something like that, then maybe like getting another external person or source can also be helpful to like diffuse situations or trying to get your point across without seeming like annoying or negative or what have you. That could be a, another solution if to help out in those situations. I've totally thought about that too. Like our business isn't huge. So I feel like having someone come in to talk to half a dozen people would be kind of moot, but or more mm-hmm. expensive than like, because we don't have regular meetings or anything that we can just sneak something in there. But I have thought of like, it would be really cool to have somebody come in and talk about, well, in my mind, textile waste, but I feel like my boss would probably not want me to bring in someone to talk about textile waste in a place that sells fabric, but (laughs) (laughs) textile and e-waste. That is a tricky situation. (laughs) Right? That's the thing about work. is like, oh, the textile and e-waste that we are part of is mildly stressful but my job is repairing them my job is to keep the machines going as long as possible (laughs) but i still work for a company that pumps out textiles and and electronics but that that's okay that's a whole nother topic anyway (laughs) but yeah i would love to that would be a good conversation actually like how to mitigate the two worlds that you're living you know like work you and and uh at home you and how do you bridge that those those issues that could be a an interesting episode we can do that i like that (laughs) let's write that down (laughs) anyway are you ready for some wine cheese and dessert yes excellent um did you want me to go ahead sure yeah you go (laughs) all right so my wine it's kind of a general one this week but i was thinking of you know as we're ending you know the black friday and the cyber monday sales and now we're entering the christmas season like it's just generally like getting a little bit stressed out with all the shopping and that's going around and so that's kind of my mind it's just like oh you know as we're trying to make progress on certain things and being restrictive in what we're buying but you see all these other people not doing the same thing it's a bit i don't know i find it a little bit stressing and overwhelming so that's kind of where i'm coming from this week totally (laughs) commercials commercials uh, stress me out (laughs) yeah yeah we don't actually have cable so I don't see the commercials but I know they're going on (laughs) yeah I I listen to the radio so like radio ads and they're like oh yeah that's so true you're right Christmas is a great time to buy a giant diamond the biggest diamond you can find I'm like oh my god (laughs) oh and there I forget what the commercial was for the other day but it was basically it was like single use something i don't know what it, i can't remember what it was but that one made me cringe in the car it was like oh like and it kept playing over and over again anyways yeah yeah totally get that you're right commercials in the car you can't escape them they're just everywhere my wine i alluded to earlier that it's just it snowed and i haven't got my studded tires on so i feel like either i have to hop in the car or just not go places because 
I just haven't had I just haven't gotten around to switching my tires over yet. And I'm like, I gotta yeah. do that. So that's that's my my mild wine. <laughs> just like I need to do that. I mean, it's chilly, so it's a valid point. <laughs> my cheese this week. Okay, so it was why did that guy take a left turn and drive off the cliff? Why? It's because he didn't have the right mindset. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My God, cheese. Know, kind of cheesy. <laughs> my cheese is, well, that's that the cheesier the better. My cheese is related to our topic of boundaries. My daughter thinks I don't respect her personal boundaries, or at least that's what she wrote in her diary. <laughs> that's a much better cheese than mine oh my gosh yours is actually funny i'm gonna have to up my game with these cheeses <laughs> what's your dessert so my dessert so this year um like i mentioned i'm kind of restricting a bit more about who i'm gift giving to but i finished all my gift getting the presents ready but they're all experiences this year so they're not creating any waste and i'm very excited about this so I got my partner, I'm going to whisper, but I got him some hockey tickets <laughs> to go see a game. So that way, it's a fun experience. And then my mother-in-law, who helps me a lot with uh, my daughter, I got her a massage gift card. So she'll go and get pampered. And it's another kind of a fun thing. And my daughter's going to start swimming lessons. So that'll be her gift. So everybody's got some nice eco-friendly options this year. That's awesome. So I'm pretty happy about myself and it feels good. And I hope they'll like to do all these cool activities. What's your dessert? My dessert is that even though it snowed, I have chosen to live in a small condo that is near my work so that I am not hopping in my vehicle just because my bike doesn't have tires on it. I can still walk to work and I don't have to make extra trips because I chose to live close enough to work to mitigate that. And so that choice of location and home, I've seen the pros of it in the last couple of weeks. Well, it's been mm -hmm. really snowy because I'm just like, everything that I need is really close. And so that's my dessert. It's very strategic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's working out well for me right now. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So before we end today, I did want to just... My, my sort of secondary dessert is that the podcast has reached 5,000 downloads. So I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> and I did have a message from one of our listeners about the Buy Nothing Groups episode. So he says, I opened a Facebook account that was ambiguous just so that I could investigate the Buy Nothing Groups because most of them are on Facebook right now. There is a new app, but... It's very, very new, so a lot of it's not really, there's not a lot of activity yet. And he says, I'm glad I did. As much as I hate the ad-driven social media and how harmful it is, it was worth using my browser where I can block as much of that as possible <laughs> just to see how I can support this idea. There's no group in Duncan, but I may just start one. Hmm, there we go. That's great. That's awesome. Yay, more buy nothing groups. Love it. And on that, I think we're good. Was there anything else you wanted to throw in there? No, I think that's good for me. All right. Thank you for joining me yet again. I really appreciate you coming on for the next few months. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to our patrons on Patreon who support the podcast and the waste reduction efforts of Waste Free Edmonton. Thank you to Change Toothpaste to support the expenses of the podcast because it is not free to do and we are all volunteers here. 
If you want to get a hold of Becoming Less, you can reach us at becominglesspod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at becominglesspod. Or you can go to wastefree.ca slash becominglesspod for all the ways to connect and listen. Until next time, we can all be a little less than we were yesterday. Oh, if only I were king, (laughs) things would be different.